Hello Sweat, I'm Jack Grady and this is the Sweatcast, the weekly podcast that provides industry knowledge about the latest trends in the world of sport and fitness. Okay, welcome back to another week of the Sweatcast. I'm your host Jack Grady. Today we are here with the co-founder of Go Sweat, Alex Hind, and Matt Boyles, who is a personal trainer and the owner of Fitter You. So Matt, welcome aboard today. Uh, I hope you're ready, so <laughs> why don't you just start off by telling us a little bit about you, like your story and how you got into personal training, and uh, also a little bit about Fitter You and what and what else you do. Sure thing. Uh, well, thanks for having me on, first of all. Uh, if you don't say thank you, don't get invited back, as my mom told me. Um, I... Uh, used to work in marketing, did so for 10 years, fell into it after university, didn't really have a plan, did American studies at university, so obviously not vocational unless you want to be an American studies lecturer, which I didn't. Yeah. Um, did that for 10 years, learned some useful marketing skills, but and liked what I did, liked the company I worked for and the people I was with, but didn't love what I was doing as such. Um, and then I'd always quite been into, sort of been into fit, uh, fitness, ran the marathon, done a few triathlons, went to the gym a bit, and then... One lunchtime, I was just like having a mindless wander in my lunch break and thought, well, what would pay me to be fit and healthy? Oh, I could try being a personal trainer. And I was like, hang on, <laughs> that's a brilliant idea. So I started looking into it, found a course that I could afford at the time I wanted to do that seemed I had relevant qualifications and wasn't just like a cow, bunch of cowboys. And started doing that on the side without anyone really knowing, not even work or really any friends. Just uh, so I could try it and see if it suited me. And the more I did it and started studying and taking exams, the more I loved it and realized uh, this actually is what I want to be doing. Uh, So uh, long story short, became level two qualified and then told the company that the agency I was working for, sorry guys, I I am interested in doing this. And they, but I'd been with them for six years, given them a lot of time and effort and love. um, And they very kindly let me go part time. So that was amazing. So I could still work two and a half days in the office, have some regular income coming in each month while I could start building up clients on my own and to sort of shore up the money that I wasn't getting from the office. Um, And that was about a six month process. And by then I was level three qualified, had enough qualified and was like, thanks so much, gotta go now. (laughs) That makes me sound heartless, but we our relationship, it was time for it all for both of us to move on. So I became a full-time personal trainer. So I'd had that six months buffer of making sure that I had uh, income coming in. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh God, I've got to make sure I do get paid this month, otherwise, I'm not eating. No. So then, so using my marketing skills and then just getting, well, building relationships, building client base. And that was five years ago. And so Fitty was the name that I had to start. So I've been training friends and, and other people and then started real, getting real clients. And from that, it just grew and grew. And then I think it was about the first, well, first three and a half years, I sort of knew what I was doing and I was getting better as a trainer, getting better at client retention and marketing and understanding the market and the industry. And... Uh, but then I realized I wanted to hone in on it more and focus more. And so I just, it sounds like a simple process. I just decided to be better, basically. <laughs> I was like, I've been middling enough and I make enough money, but I really want to step it up and sort of, this is my career. This is what I want to do. I need to be more passionate about it. I need to be more committed to it. And I just started taking steps from there to, to, to do so. And it was, the funny thing is at the same time, so the guy who gave me my first personal training job um, to jump into something else uh, was also the guy who'd come up with the idea for Silent Disco Fitness, so which is a company called Wireless Fitness. Yep. Dom. 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 
Uh, and he, um, so he he had a, run a company, the company that found leads for newly qualified personal trainers. So he was giving me business through that. I was building my client base, and we became friends. Learned about wireless fitness, the silent disco fitness, and. A few months down the line, he said, because he didn't have a marketing background, would you like to be involved in the company? And I was like, yes, this sounds interesting. And that was that. And so five years on, I now do that with him as well, while also running my own personal training business still. So to someone that doesn't quite understand what (laughs) fitness is, do you want to give a 30-second spiel about what it really entails? Love to. So Wireless Fitness runs a company that sells uh, hardware or technology that allows you to run fitness classes in any location without disturbing people nearby, just like a silent disco. However, we modified and improved the original silent disco equipment by adding a microphone circuit into it. So if you're just, a, I don't know, Glastonbury and there's a silent disco, you put the headphones on and you, just, you can choose which music you listen to. With us, yes, you have the capability, but the instructor controls it basically. Instructor wears our small transmitter, a microphone, and plugs in their music. And then to anyone wearing the wireless headphones within 40, 50 meters, they hear the instructor's voice and the music at the same time. So it's seamlessly blended and you can run well, so I run a boot camp with it as well, so which is a boot camp, but with music, unlike every other boot camp in the world. Uh, and they get the benefit of, yes, burpees and press-ups and sprints, but they also have my amazing playlist on top of that, without disturbing anyone else in the past. It is amazing. What are you talking about? Okay, well, so Friday, it's every Friday morning, 9.30 on Clapham Common. Uh, I did... Chemical Brothers versus Calvin Harris versus Basement Jacks and cycled through those oh, three artists. Okay. So actually, yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> Got people moving. Right? Yeah, exactly. Sometimes it might be more. Well, I've done uh, Britney versus Justin. Less amazing. No, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's all subjective. But uh, and sometimes it'll just be stuff that I think uh, like. Oh, I did Club Classics as well one week. So you know, just keep okay. it interesting. Give um, people songs that they know and they're going to work out to you. Because the brilliant thing about the headphones is. It doesn't really feel like exercise because you're so distracted from the outside world. Yeah. You're sort of in your own little world of exercise. And every, well, 99% of people say it helps them work harder, but without realizing they're working harder. Yeah. Now that's the beauty. The first time <laughs> you did that, was it kind of awkward to get used to or? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yes, because it was unlike something I'd ever done before. Um, and I'd been a personal trainer for a bit, but using the system, it is slightly different at first. You've got to like get used to having, like I say, the transmitter you wear on your arm and a mic. Uh, but if you've run a group exercise class before, you get over it in the first five minutes, yeah. and then you just all you have to do is just keep talking, basically, as you would if you weren't wearing the equipment. As opposed to say having a stereo on the ground, you're just going straight to people's ears. Because I saw a photo in um, the Health and Leisure magazine of Virgin Active. Yeah. When I know just started using. The headphones for some of their classes. Nice segue. <laughs> how, did, uh, how did that come about? So they were. We've been we've been in the market for five years now. No, we're not quite the household name we thought we'd be five years ago. But after chipping away and and just sticking to it for five years and and going to expose and building relationships, people do know about us and the concept at least now. Um, and they, we talked to, I've, I mean, I've spoken to all the like head of fitness at each of the gym providers over the last few years, being like, is it ready now? Are you ready now to use it? <laughs> and they're like, no, no. Um, but it just, the stars aligned. So their head of fitness is, uh, is a fantastic uh, woman who wanted to start this a small, sort of almost like CrossFit rowing class 
like you've seen the right after obviously the success of spinning rowing is like the next thing which i'm sure you've heard yeah. taking off yeah. so indoor small rowing classes mixed up with a bit of strength strength work as well and it's called row in capital letters and what but obviously because the rowing machines in virgin active are next to all the other machines you can't and there's music pumping anyway you can't just put another speaker down because no one could hear it properly it would get lost and it would disturb and annoy the other people in the gym. But give everyone doing the rowing the headphones and give the instructor the transmitter and the mic and the music and it can run side by side. So in effect, they're monetizing dead space yeah. and they're keeping members happy by offering this additional service where they couldn't have run it before. So that is the beauty of wireless fitness. <laughs> so are, you, are you hoping that's going to act as a springboard into Absolutely. similar things? Yes. Uh, and it kind of is... Um, I don't say we hadn't thought of it before, but it, now seeing it come to life like that means we can talk to other people in a similar situation be like, you've got these Miro machines, you've got these treadmills, you've got these, I don't know, elliptical trainers that aren't being used. Yeah. Run a small class on it. Equally, um, when there's a big gym, not, not all gyms in London have the space, but if there's a big gym floor that isn't being used, you could put a small boot camp on there, again, using the headphones that won't disturb the people in the weight area. And if you think about something like One Rebel, where in effect there's a whole load of treadmills and some boxes in the middle of a room, yeah. if you're using the, the headphone, potentially you could use treadmills at a regular gym and put the equipment behind it, and therefore you've got a mini studio inside a gym. Exactly. Exactly. And they kind of started with um, spinning studios that are open in gyms, and that was our first sort of, because it was developed as an outdoor product originally, where our very first concept was the 100,000 Zumba instructors in the world would all suddenly go outside. Yeah, and the benefit yeah. to them is they don't have to pay for a studio hire each time. They can go in the park for mostly free. Um, but it didn't catch on in the way we thought. It was the indoor use. It was at the rise of, the res of spinning studios in residential areas who get noise complaints. Um, we just sold a kit to a woman in uh, Vancouver who's had, who runs spinning and Pilates classes and she's been getting noise complaints. We're like, solved your problem. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so what sure. time was she getting those noise complaints at that? Like, what time could the class possibly have been? I, uh, I don't know. I'll look that up. I'll get back to you. But yeah. she has it, I guess, any time of class. If it's yeah. a morning class before work, but there are people getting up gotcha. and don't want to be disturbed. And the music's bumping. Yeah, yeah exactly. They want it loud. Yeah. And with the headphones, they can have it super loud. And like I said, it's got like a four, she's got a big studio. Um, it's not 40 meters, but you can go outside and run like a 40 meter radius class. Oh, okay. So people can still be doing sprints, sprints the other side of a field, and they still and they've got no excuse to say, "Ah, oh, I didn't hear 10 burpees." Sorry. No. <laughs> and so you're, you mentioned about five years ago that product kind of came into your life, and you yes. didn't have to shape that. Um, I know from speaking to you before that you pitched it on Dragon's Den. Yes. Do you want to talk a little bit about that process? But if I have to, <laughs> I mean, you've told this story many. No, no, I really don't mind. <laughs> um, Yes, so we applied to be on there a few years ago when we were looking for funding for that original product and um, didn't got, well, got on and then sort of they fell off their radar and then life happens and gets in the way. And then they recontacted us and said, do you want to be on? And at the time, well, and we said, jumped at the chance and said yes. And at the time we were actually looking at developing an app, which uh, the headphones are great and they, we've actually developed them more since then. So they're, they're slicker, the sound quality is brilliant, they're more reliable. Um, we, still have this scratch of an idea at the back of our head that an app would make life potentially even easier if you could stream, the instructor could stream their voice and music from one phone to multiple phones mm -hmm. in like the, the set radius where the class is taking place. Uh, so we were developing that and that was what we went on the show ideally, what we may need to talk about. We, well, but we confused them a bit. We walked in with an instructor, got all of the dragons in headphones, 
got them doing squats. Hello, good TV. <laughs> Even Deborah Meaden in this really tight pencil skirt. <laughs> um, and that was when, uh, I mean, that was when we knew we'd make it to air as well. Because actually, they say even if you're filmed, you still might not be one of the ones who, yeah. who makes it. But we were like, this is good TV. Yeah. So we demonstrated that and said, this is doing really well. People like it. Um, but this is what we really want to talk about and sort of unveil this grand, this big draw well design on a just on a, a, a phone board of how the app would work. Now, we hadn't had time to even invest any money of ourselves to, to build it even slightly to see if technically it would work. So we were like, well, we're, we've spoken to people who say it will work. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously they're very cautious investors. And so long story short, they didn't invest because, um, and I think their, their main advice was stick to the headphone side of business and grow that side of business. And that actually is what we've done. Having said that, in the meantime, we did raise private investment and build an app. Turns out 30 grand isn't enough to build an app that actually works very well, as you may be investing <laughs> and finding out yourself. But I think if, we'd, if we had made like, I don't know, 125, 150, we would potentially have had an app that did what we wanted to do. Our 30 grand one did work briefly, and then it kind of got a bit wonky and fell over. Uh, yeah, and it's a constant process. Oh my God. And we, it took our eye off the ball of actually making money from the headphone side of the business, which we, we, we got good at. And we're not software, we're not tech people, we're not in that East London bubble, which we tried to be, and it just, we're fitness people, we're personal trainers, we're business people, we're marketing, we're sales, but we're not tech people. And I think it, it just never felt right, it never felt easy, not that things have to be easy, but even with like 18 months of sticking at working at going to conferences and meeting people and networking, it never came naturally to us. So we've parked the app for now. And if anyone's listening and wants to say, oh, no, we've got all like the code in GitHub already, if anyone doesn't want to work with us. Uh, but for now, we're very happy just focusing on the headphones. Like I say, we've got new equipment, bigger radius, more powerful transmitter, lasts for longer, bigger battery life, great sound quality. It just works. And actually, because it isn't a household name, there's still people, like I said, in Canada that we can sell to. We sold a kit to someone in Iran last year. So, you know, there's yeah. quite a big market around the world. Yeah. It's just that chipping away and getting out there. And so the process of actually being on Dragon's Den, obviously you get investment like 95% of people yeah. aren't. When you see it on TV, it lasts for, you know, if you get a <laughs> clip, it lasts for 10 minutes. Yeah. A lot of them are, you know, 30 seconds, here's my idea, the Dragon's Den <laughs> laugh and that's the end of that. <laughs> what was the actual process like? As in, I've heard stories of people sitting in a room all day and then going in for an hour, people sitting in a room all day going in for three hours. What was your journey? Yes, along those lines. So we got there, we had to be on set 6.30 in the morning. Uh, there were five businesses filming that day and we were the fourth one. So we didn't film until 4.15. And so we'd been sat in this green room with the other businesses, getting to know them and like eating sweets and coffee and adrenaline going up and down and being like, and the makeup being like, oh, let me just, you've sweated that off. Let me put some more makeup <laughs> on. Uh, and, and running over scenarios in your head, trying to, trying to stay calm, but never done anything like that before so you literally can't know what to expect and the runners are really kind of good and kind of naughty at sort of hyping you up and being like oh we've heard that that one didn't go well they're angry today and you're yeah. like what are you saying this to me for <laughs> um and then it came to us 4 15 we went in and you literally you walk in i'm just giving away the secrets now bbc will be after me you walk in do the demo which we did with like the, the lovely instructor tanya and then we do our pitch which was like two minutes and then they start asking questions. And it, we were in there for 90 minutes. And they just fire questions, well, all one take, they just fire questions back and forth. No, oh, can we do that again? Oh, can I have a toilet break? Just literally, bam, bam, bam. Well, now we'd obviously practice and practice. So our pitch was good, the demo was great. 
um, we had really good answers for why is your company valued at X and what will you do with the money and what's the other big question? And well, those are the two main ones. Yeah, 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 exactly. We had really good questions, answers for all of that. And so they never made a fool of us because we answered them directly with this is why we're valued at this, this is why we're looking for this, that's why you're getting that percentage. And so they didn't show even show that bit. Because you know that sometimes when like they'd go, oh, you're coming here, ask my yeah, children's inheritance. Peter Jones sitting in the corner moaning. Looking, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which he did, uh, but they didn't show too much of that. It was quite balanced. We gave some really good answers, and in the end, it was a free ten-minute ad on the BBC. Yeah. So you know, and we still get inquiries from it, which is great. And hilariously, a friend of mine lives in Singapore. His parents just flew over to see him, and our episode was on the plane. There you go. <laughs> so it's still out there. <laughs> so you know, yeah, fly to Singapore. So switching back to yes. personal training a little bit, I kind of have a three-pronged question for you. Um, firstly, what is your approach to helping people achieve their fitness goals? And if I were to start a program, what exactly would that program look like? And then sort of finishing off that question, when choosing a personal trainer, what should people look for? Like what sort of okay. qualities and characteristics? Awesome. So my approach first, is that right? Yes. Um, I thoroughly believe in strength training. Everyone, everyone could be stronger, and you need strength as the base of your fitness pyramid, because without that, you can't do the other stuff. Um, how, building a strong body allows you to do what you want to do for the rest of your life for as long as possible. If you want to go hang gliding when you're 98, hopefully, as we, when, when we're that old, we'll be strong enough and have the presence of mind to still be able to do that. So. Everything uh, with all my clients, the strength training is the base of it. Even in the park, which is where I work, without obviously a massive gym, a rare gym equipment behind me, uh, I've got the techniques, I've got the know-how to get to get that response um, and just get people thinking about it more as well. So they're like, so you're saying I don't have to run eight hours every week to lose weight and get stronger? And I'm like, no, you've been lied to. <laughs> um, so strength training, uh, absolutely, uh, using kettlebells, TRX, some body weight stuff uh, at the right intervals and just um, encouraging people to start thinking like that as well for, and also for, for women not to be like, but if I lift weights I'll get, I'll get bulky. No! <laughs> you don't have enough testosterone, you don't eat enough, you're literally not designed unless you were in a gym. Anyway, I'm preaching to the choir here. But uh, yeah, so that was the first question. Um, what was the same? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. So what would like a typical program look like? Okay, um, I mean it varies person um, to person, yeah. but so I've got various different weights, which people are surprised that I A, lug to the park, like a 9 and a 12 kettlebell, yeah. uh, got some fives as well, and it depend, I guess it depends on the stage of where they are in their fitness journey, but someone starting out, get them doing the basic, the big moves, the deadlifts, the squats, the bench press, which lying down, you can do a fantastic one-arm bench press with a kettlebell, which obviously gets the core going. Core strength as well, glute strength. You throwing them at that, throwing things like that at them, which they're not used to doing, especially not maybe expecting to be able to do in the park, but you can do really effectively. Actually, Clapham has some outdoor gyms as well, which are amazing, so pull-up bars you get to be able to pull that in, add that in as well, so I've got some those resistance bands which support people. So, and people, again, I, just because it's such a, um, amazing achievement. I'll try and get someone to do a pull-up in their first session if they can, just because they, they'd never thought that they could. And actually, getting that chin over the bar is a really amazing feeling. And if you can win someone over like that, build a rapport in the first session, they're like, oh, fitness, this fitness stuff isn't so bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and then what, what people should look for, well, I always offer a free taster session first, so a completely free hour, because if I'm going to be spending two hours with them, I want to make sure that I get on with them as much as they get on with me. And I'm pretty good at building a rapport, but you just you want to have that out there and sort of show them your techniques, how generally you'll be working together and take it from there. I think everyone should uh, demand a free session first because I want them to have tried a few PTs first and be sure that I'm right for them, yeah. which obviously I'm fairly sure I am. But uh, I, I think it's their right. If you're going to suddenly be dropping 500, 600 quid with someone, uh, just to go straight and be like, oh, okay, well, I've read online that you're great, so I'm sure you are. Shop around. Make sure that the person is right for you. So how do you pick out the time wasters who are just doing it for that one hour? Uh, do you know what? If someone has started to investigate, generally, I, you don't actually come across too many time wasters. I think if they're in the starting to think in the mindset, oh, I am going to spend money improving myself, looking after myself, they're, especially, and I always I actually think, the outdoor trainers as well, they've had to compute, okay, I'm going to be outside as well, it's winter, this is something I'm actually quite serious about. So generally, you don't really get too many time wasters. It might be more that, um, that well, <laughs> the thing to look for is if they haggle too much. And I'm like, I don't, I don't need this, I have a great service, I get great results, I don't need to drop my prices. The prices are that for a reason. Um, you can either pay it or you can not pay it. And I know that sounds heartless, but especially in Clapham, there are enough people who do value my services and will pay what I think is a going rate anyway. And they get the nutrition on top and they get additional programs for when they're not working out with me so they can do it at home or the gym to really speed the results up. Cool. So I know on your website you mentioned something called a 12-minute fix. So could you just tell me and everybody else what that is? Yes. So that is a... You can do it in the home or you can do it in the gym. It's a bite-sized 12-minute workout. It's basically an interval-based workout. It's technically not new. I just packaged it up differently and given it a fancy name. <laughs> but it's, yeah, exactly. Bit of branding. 12 minutes, 12 exercises. And I've recorded some videos so you can either follow along if you want to from the, my website, fitteru.net. Uh, 12 minutes, 12 exercises, body weight or with a weight. And you, depending on how, this is more of that slightly more get, well, start, improve your conditioning side of exercise and strength training alone. Um, you, you choose, so 12 exercises, 12 minutes, you choose how long for each minute you're going to work for, how long you're going to rest for. I mean, it's classic interval training stuff, but say you're just getting into it. If you're really, you know, I might say, work for 20 seconds, rest for 40, and then when the next minute starts, change the exercise to the second one and do 20, 40 again. And as you get stronger and quicker and more and healthier and fitter, that you should plan on each week to increase the work time to, excuse me, <laughs> I've had up to like people doing like 58 on two seconds off and they literally have to jump and jump and jump and then it turns into a solid 12 minute sweat fest yeah I was just about to say what would you say to someone who says 12 minutes isn't enough but you kind of oh. answered that question <laughs> 12 minutes is definitely enough and if you want to if, if you've got well, do it twice. yeah exactly that's what I say to people I think two is a good quality workout 24 minutes have like a minute or two off in between if you need to uh, you, again, you can seal all the big moves. You can do deadlifts, you can do overhead press, you can do squat jumps, you can do bench press, pulsing lunges, they're the worst. 50 seconds of those, imagine that. <laughs> so yeah, so that was just something that I, you can, I can just sort of sell as, almost like sells me and sort of allows people, I know I should be doing more video as well because that's how obviously everything is going. So an easy thing for me to record at home, an easy thing for people to understand and adopt as well. That kind of goes into the online training aspect. Yes. Right? So, 
that's I feel like something that's probably going to be a much bigger trend in 2018 and as we're going forward and, and you seem to be taking the charge with that I'm trying um, so, <laughs> so what exactly are you doing what is it is it some because uh, you know I feel like most people traditionally speaking they go to a gym or they go to a trainer or or whatever sort of class and they do that they don't yep. really do it online so what exactly is online training um you're right they are it's going to be it's growing rapidly which really supports me and the, the thinking behind it for me personally from a business perspective is i've done this for five years the winters aren't the easiest and i'm not getting any younger uh, I don't necessarily next winter want to be standing under a tree in minus two in February. Uh, there, are, there, are better, there are other ways to earn money. Not that I, I'm not, and I'm not going not gonna to stop outdoor training completely because I do love it. I love working with, with my clients. But doing it that way, I'm selling my time for money. With online training, I can help more people. The cost can be more entry, well, the, a lower barrier for people to take it up. And I, like I say, it's more of what's called a passive income. So I've got people buying my programs when I'm not just out there and I can be doing multiple things at the same time um, and they're not quite ten a penny but there are a lot there are more and more online training programs now and so as with with mine it starts with the things that the other ones provide as well so you get tailored work well basically you'll fill in a, con- a consultation form uh, get tailored workouts either for the home or gym depending on if you're just starting out or building confidence or you just don't want a gym membership get personalized nutrition and I use flexible dieting for that so based on tracking your macros uh, giving people a protein target calorie target if necessary depending on goals but then and that's what mo- where well, I've where for my research most online training stops you get that you get that you might get a check-in with the trainer or whoever's running it what I started to do last summer was meditate now, seven or eight months ago, if you'd said meditation to me, I would have sneered at it and turned my nose up and be like, who does that? And then, literally just on a whim, I thought I'd give it a go and try and stick at it. And all I did was five minutes every morning. And then about nine, ten days into it, I suddenly realized that I felt different. I felt calmer, more capable. I felt like things were bothering me less. I felt more confident. Um, this will start to sound a bit hippie, but I found I was less judgmental to other people, sure. and in turn, bear with me, I was less judgmental to myself. So I was, wasn't as hard on myself. Now, I know I'll lose some people talking about this, but the thing about meditation as well, in the past, um, you would have had to sit down, or told you have to sit down for six hours and get and find Nirvana and be Zen. I'm like, no, I do five minutes a day. All I do, wake up in the morning, Get to Tyler, go and then sit down in the living room. So not don't do it in bed because you'll fall asleep. Yeah. Put my timer on for five, six minutes and shut my eyes and just focus on my breathing in and out, trying to clear my head, which is tough at first, I yeah. get that. Um, and then uh, but the more you do it, the easier it gets. And there are some techniques. So if I think of something in my head, I imagine it as a bubble and then it pops and it clears, my head's clear again. I know, again, I know. Just try it. Um, <laughs> but what I did was put a meditation guide together. So that's part of the program that you get. Uh, and so that was my entry-level program, which exists at the moment, which is £90 for six weeks. So you get that. And then I created... Um, well, what I, I'm running a guinea pig program with a new product at the moment, which is a 12-week program called Fitter Confident You. So the first one's Fitter You. This is Fitter Confident You. You get all of that, a bit more detail on the nutrition. And then what I've come up with, which I think is a strong concept-wise, uh, might need tweaking in terms of the actual content is 12 weekly confidence boosting challenges so every monday you're going to get an email from me automated with something to go out and do optional mm-hmm. and not <laughs> it's not like abseil yeah exactly <laughs> it's things like the first one is 
don't use your phone for the first hour of the day for five days in a row. I know, raised eyebrows, because yeah. everyone's like, well, it's my alarm, and as I'm there, I'm like, oh, Facebook. That, those little anxieties can really build up and give you, without you even realising, you're like, oh, I'll just check emails, and then instantly you're into your work day an hour and a half earlier than you should be. Yeah. You don't need to read your emails unless you're on like a massive project or whatever, but you know what I mean. Day to day, actually, we, we all use our phones far too much. A little bit of that detox time before work, just to clear your head and just to if you can do the five minutes, 10 minutes meditation and just be in, in and of you without the outside world coming in. Um, and actually the thing that I haven't mentioned, the 12 week is specifically for, cause you need a niche, you've got to have a niche and I'm right bang in the middle of this. It's for gay guys, 30 to 50 with confidence issues. And in the gay community, there's so many people with, with self-loathing for very different reasons for, with the confidence issues. And it just felt that Doing the meditation really helped me, obviously, and the workouts as well. And with the meditation, I find the happier you are inside yourself, the happier you are with the outside of yourself. Not that I don't want you to not work out and build a stronger body, but I want you to start caring less about what other people in the community, your community and other and beyond might think. So I'm going to be the gay Joe Wicks this year. <laughs> that is the plan. It, you know, and I'm really proud because what I've started is this private Facebook group. It's got almost 200 guys in there now. Just get some of them in getting in, well different stages in their journey, but they're starting to talk and support each other. And it just is. I really, I'm really proud of it, and I really love it because it just is what I wanted it to do. And I go in there, I'll answer questions when I can, but I can't be in there all the time. But people are just talking, and and if anyone isn't, and it's really lovely and supportive. And if anyone isn't, I'm just going to kick them out. So that's fine. But that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. <laughs> no, that that sounds great, and. Um... Just going back to the meditation thing, it's yeah. funny you actually brought it up because I was the same way um, with it. And then about five days ago, I started. So I'm on day Amazing. five of doing it every single morning. And I just feel like it's a coincidence that uh, <laughs> that you said the same story pretty much. Everyone, anyone could benefit from it. Are you using one of the apps or you just doing it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I figure that's a good one. I'm going to do their 10-day trial and awesome. this would probably go to their whatever the next level yeah. is. Yeah. Um, Hey everyone, Steph here, co-founder of Gay Sweat and sponsor of The Sweatcast. Gay Sweat wants to make discovering sports simple, so we've created a sports marketplace that allows users to easily discover and book sports and fitness near them. No more scrolling through Google, trying to find your local facilities, Gay Sweat lets you search for exactly what you want, where and when you want it. From silent disco boot camps to candlelit yoga and even Quidditch, we've got it all. For 20% off all Ghost Sweat activities, enter the discount code SWEATCAST at checkout. Happy sweating! Okay, cool. So now we're going to switch gears and jump into the rapid fire questions. So the first one is, what are bad recommendations you hear most often in your industry? Oh, God, where do you start? Um... Cardio to cardio for fat loss is a thing that people come to me and they've been told or they think that the most. When I in my programs I put together very little, certainly no, unless people certainly no long runs, unless people like it and they need it to like to clear their head. But limit it, limit that, and get them lifting some weights, increasing their protein, drinking some more water, eating some veggies, working on their sleep, things like that. Yeah. Boo cardio. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the first uh, sixty minutes of your morning and last sixty minutes of your night? Uh, no phones, <laughs> but actually that is genuinely true because um, no phones before bed as well. So wake up, 
ablutions, five minutes meditation, uh, pro, pro, uh, high calorie, high protein, high carb shake, uh, and then generally I'm going off to train clients first thing. So actually within like 25, 30 minutes, I'll then be with a client. So the first okay. half an hour is me at home and then the next half an hour is the first half of an hour session with the client. Yeah. And then end of the day, uh, yeah, I turn my phone off at least an hour before bed, which definitely helps in my sleep when I do, when I'm able to not overly thinking about work. Um, no food, an hour before bed, water, read a novel like fiction. But I'm, I've made a resolution, in fact, today to read a, like a self-improvement business type book, 30 minutes every day, not at the end of the day because it's too simulated. Uh, so yeah, that. All right, awesome. And then do you have um, a favorite supplement, if any, that you, that you <laughs> take often? Uh, I think, and this might sound weird, I think it's vitamin D3. Okay. Because, very specific. Very specific because uh, I've been taking it for three years and I definitely am ill far fewer times than before. I can definitely correlate that. Um, and the government has finally uh, started advising that everyone should take a supplement. I take a really high dose, 5,000 microgram a day, and I, don't, I haven't found any side effects, and I definitely haven't been ill, or anywhere near as often as I used to. Okay, and then what obsessions do you explore in your free time, if you have any free time? <laughs> <laughs> Music, uh, gigs, making playlists, making play <laughs> terrible playlists, <laughs> and enforcing my music on people who have no choice. Uh, music, reading, going to the gym for myself, um, going on too many holidays, but I'm reining that in this year because I need a year of sort of focus. And holidays are brilliant for clearing your head, but you step out of your day to day and it obviously takes you a bit because you're winding down and then you're getting back into it. So you might go away for 10 days, but actually it's like two weeks out. And um, I didn't need a holiday for now, it's fine. I went on, like I said, too many last year. <laughs> Great, that wraps it up. Special thanks to Matt Boyles for coming on today. Where Thank you guys. Where people uh, find you online? Okay, uh, fityu.net, and then I'm all over Instagram and Twitter with those similar handles as well. Yeah, you'll find me. Fityu, Fityu London. Okay, great. Well, thanks so again, much. Thank you. Thanks. That's it for the Sweatcast today. I'm Jack Brady. Hit that like or love button and remember to share this podcast. The Sweatcast is every Wednesday at 9am. You can also find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and CastBox. Remember to keep sweating, and see you next week.